back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. Uh, let's see. We go past this casino, and then we take a right. All right, cool. Uh, can you explain why we are in Atlantic City? This place is really... Um... Atlantic City. Ah, well, it is the home of Johnny Six Toes Caparelli, the embodiment of an only hope for New Jersey. And um, uh, then you take a left. Here? Right. Take a left right here. Do you realize how confusing that phrasing was? Well, I need to keep you on your toes. Yeah, all right, whatever. But I'm also confused as to why his name is Johnny Six Toes Caparelli. And also, where are we even going? I told you to keep your questions to one at a time. But as for his name, uh, well, his name is Johnny Six Toes Caparelli because he has six toes. Which foot has the sixth toe? Well, it's more of a two-four combination. He had a bit of trouble with the mafia back in the 1930s before he became the embodiment of an only hope for New Jersey. Right on. Um, that sucks. Um, so wait, where are we going? Ah, well, we are headed to his place of American business, Club Peace Tank. Ugh, that's right, I forgot. Ugh, what does the P stand for? Do you really want to know? Ugh, no. Ah, it should be right up here. Okay. And stop! Jesus Christ! We're here! Where? All I see is a blank area. Ah, shit. I forgot that the mayor of Atlantic City had Trump Plaza demolished. Club Peace Tank was inside Trump Plaza? Indeed. Wow, that honestly makes sense. Uh, let's see. Uh, ah, excuse me. Boy, do you happen to know the new location of Club Peace Tank? Johnny Caparelli's place? Oh, that had to move underground when the big man's plaza got demolished. Real shame. Don't know where it is, though. You gotta be real cool to get in there. Well, then I shouldn't have any issue, as I am the coolest man alive. Are you? My mother said I was. Why would she lie to me? You know you need to go back to therapy, right? Probably. One thing I do know is that we should check one of these casinos. Maybe one of these, uh, super cool Atlantic City gamblers will know where Club Peace Tank is. While we do that, uh, oh wait, I haven't even introduced the show yet, have I? Oh yeah, you haven't. I feel like that's your fault. Eh, yeah. Anyways, hello America, and welcome to America the Podcast Presents... Road Trip, a journey to the frontier. Now that said, uh, you can go listen to semi-important questions while Tim and I go harass a bunch of, uh, well, stressed out gamblers. We'll be right back. This semi-important question comes from Little Toby from Clearwater, Florida. Little Toby writes, Dear Mr. Thebadias, do you exercise? Signed, Little Toby, Clearwater, Florida. Well, little Toby, indeed I do. Every morning I wake up and take a walk through America, and then Tim and I on Thursdays do old Billy Blank's Tybo videos, and then on Saturday mornings I do water aerobics with my friends. Next. Our next semi-important question comes from little Camilla from Austin, Texas. Little Camilla writes, Dear Mr. Thebadias, what will it take for you to release the secret copy of The Winds of Winter that you have? Signed, Little Camilla, Austin, Texas. Well, Little Camilla, it would take full statehood for Puerto Rico, Guam, and all of the other territories, and, uh, let's see, uh, I don't know, $10 million, and full control of Easter Island. I have business with those giant heads. Next. This semi-important question comes from Little Alexa from Buffalo, New York. Little Alexa writes, Dear Mr. Thebadias, beer, liquor, or wine? Signed, Little Alexa, Buffalo, New York. Well, little Alexa, all three of them in that order, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This has been Semi-Important Questions. 
And we're back, America, in some rundown casino in Atlantic City, and I just remembered that you could win quick money in said casinos. How did you forget that that's a thing? Y you know what, never mind. Shouldn't we be walking around, like, asking people where Johnny is? Not until I turn one of these million-dollar bills in my wallet into a ten-million-dollar bill. Everything on American Red, my good lady of the roulette. All bets in. All right, here we go. All right, come on. Come on. Um, Black 23. God damn it. Dude, you just lost us a million dollars. Now we're down to what, 1.5? We have 53 states and territories to go, man. We'll be fine. We just won't have as many lobster dinners as I would like. Anyways, let's look around to see if somebody knows where Johnny Caparelli is. I wouldn't go saying that name around here if I were you, hon. Excuse me, Lady of the Roulette, did you say something to me? You're looking for six toes, right? Indeed. I need to speak with him, and I heard his club B-Stank has moved underground. Yeah, because he's in trouble with the mob and had to go into hiding. Well, I won't go into too much detail, my friend, but someone like him does not have anything to fear from a few mobsters. It ain't just a few, hon. It's every mafia, not just the Italians. Oh, boy. Um, well, do you know where his club is by chance? I need to see him. All right. It's two streets over, red building, knock on the back door incessantly, and then something named Daniel will let you in. Very good. Let's go, Timothy. We need to make a pit stop along the way. And while we do that, you can listen to this commercial, because I just lost a million dollars. Any way I could get that back? Not a chance, sugar. Damn it. Well, enjoy this commercial, America. We'll be right back. It's America, the podcast. America, the podcast is brought to you by Dog Food. Dog food. Stop pretending like you don't sneak a taste when your dog isn't looking. We all know you do it. It's America, the podcast. And we're back. All right. Uh, let's see which one. Why which one. are we here? Is this a deep state armory? Indeed. What gave it away? The walls full of guns and grenades. And is is that a lightsaber? Probably. Uh, let's see. Ah, this will work. Why are we getting guns? Aren't you immortal? Yes, but you're not. And since every mafia is now involved, I don't want to take any chances. If you die, then how will my very important show get on the air? Gee, thanks. Uh, doesn't Johnny have a gun? Do we really need to be here? Ah, good point. Johnny is kind of stupid and likely forgot his gun when he went into hiding. I'll grab him one. Uh, let's see. Uh, rocket launcher, rocket launcher, P90, P90, P90. Ah, Glock. Why does Johnny need to defend himself? Aren't all embodiments immortal? Yes, but if Johnny's ever caught, he could simply be tortured for all eternity, or at least until he gives his embodimenthood over to one of the mobsters. They can do that? Indeed. If you torture a person, they will do anything that you want. Dick Cheney taught me that, which is also why this just got serious. Do you want a rocket launcher? No, man. Can we go? Indeed. All right, America. While we make our way to Johnny's club, you can listen to... Great American Facts! On today's Great American Facts, we take a look at the Garden State, a.k.a. New Jersey. The third state to ratify the Constitution is also home to the world's first dinosaur skeleton. Granted, there were, and are, still many dinosaurs still undiscovered if NASA is to be believed. I saw a video where a girl described how the devil put dinosaur bones in the ground and the whole thing is just one big atheist hoax. I checked with the Jersey Devil and he said he's not involved. Did not get a call back from Satan, though. I believe he's currently on vacation at Mar-a-Lago Resort in Florida. 
New Jersey is also the diner capital of the world, which makes me hungry just thinking about it. That said, I'm going to Denny's. Maybe they serve dinosaur meat. Nope, wait, that's Arby's. I think, okay, I'll go to Arby's for lunch. Denny's now to get a grand slam. This has been Great American Facts! Yes, can I get a large soda and uh, two slices of pepperoni? Riveting stuff, as per the usual. All right, America. Well, we are on our way to Johnny's Club, but Tim is stopping to get a slice of pizza because, quote, I don't want breakfast to be my last meal, end quote. I don't know why he thinks he's going to die. It's just, uh, well, the mafia would do it. That would, that might scare a normal person. All right, well, while he gets his slice of pizza, um, you can listen to another commercial that will pay for that pizza. We'll be right back. It's America, the podcast. America, the podcast is brought to you by Fly Swatters. Fly Swatters, feel powerful as you kill something smaller than you. And we're back, America, presumably outside of Johnny Six Toes Caparelli, the embodiment of an only hope for New Jersey's club. Uh, let's see, no one's around, uh, so I think we're good to knock. Yeah! Yes, my name is Thebadias Stard, embodiment of an only hope for America, and I'm here to see Johnny. You would be wise to let me in now. Huh! Are they gonna let us in? They better, or the next phone call I make is to the deep state. <laughs> I believe that's New Jersey for please come in, may I offer you a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm sure. No, seriously. <laughs> Your finest Cote de Rhone if you have it. Uh, Pina Grigio for me, I guess. <laughs> is he a zombie? He might be. Anyways, while we wait for our wine and Johnny, you can listen to very important readings. On today's very important readings, we hear from General George Washington to Mr. John Hancock, the President of the Congress, on January 27, 1776, shortly after the Battle of Trenton. America, the podcast listeners like yourself can hear the battle take place on episode 506, The Crossing of the Delaware, in this America, the podcast season. But for now, I guess we'll listen to General Washington give his account. General Washington writes, Sir, I have the pleasure of congratulating you upon the success of an enterprise which I had formed against a detachment of the enemy lying in Trenton and which was executed yesterday morning. The evening of the 25th, I ordered the troops intended for this service to parade back to Mikonsky's Ferry that they might begin to pass as soon as it grew dark, imagining we would be able to throw them all over with the necessary artillery by 12 o'clock and that we might easily arrive at Trenton by 5 in the morning, the distance being about 9 miles. But the quality of ice made that night impeded the passage of boats so much that it was three o'clock before the artillery could be got over and near four before the troops took up their line of march. This made me despair of surprising the town, as I well knew we could not reach it before day was fairly broken, but as I was certain there was no making a retreat without being discovered and harassed on repassing the river, I was determined to push on at all events. I formed my detachment into two divisions, one to march by the lower or river road, the other by the upper or Pennington road. As the divisions had nearly the same distance to march, I ordered each of them immediately upon forcing the outguards to push directly into the town that they might charge the enemy before they had time to form. 
The upper division arrived at the enemy's post exactly at 8 o'clock, and in three minutes after, I found from the fire on the lower road that the division had also gotten up. The outguards made but small opposition, though. For their numbers, they behaved very well, keeping up a constant retreating fire from behind houses. We presently saw their main body formed, but from their motions, they seemed undetermined how to act. Being hard-pressed by our troops, who had already got possession of part of their artillery, they attempted to file off by a road on their right leading to Princeton, but perceiving their intention, I threw a body of troops in their way which immediately checked them. Finding from our disposition that they were surrounded and that they must inevitably be cut into pieces if they made any further resistance, they agreed to lay down their arms. The number that they submitted in this manner was 23 officers and 886 men. Colonel Rawl, the commanding officer, and seven others were found wounded in the town. I don't know how many they had killed, but I fancy not above 20 or 30 as they never made any regular stand. Our loss is very trifling indeed, only two officers and one to two privates wounded. I find that the detachment of the enemy consisted of three Hessian regiments, amounting to about 1,500 men and a troop of British light horse. But immediately upon the beginning of the attack, all those who were not killed or taken pushed directly down the road towards Bordentown. These would likewise have fallen into our hands could my plan have been completely carried into execution. General Ewing was to have crossed the day before at Trenton Ferry and taken possession of the bridge leading out of town, but the quantity of ice was so great that though he did everything in his power to effect it, he could not get over. This difficulty also hindered General Codwallader from crossing with the Pennsylvania militia from Bristol. He had got part of his foot over, but finding it impossible to embark his artillery, he was obliged to desist. I am fully confident that could those troops under Generals Ewing and Codwallader have passed the river, I could have been able to, with their assistance, to have driven the enemy from all of their posts below Trenton. But the numbers I had with me, being inferior to theirs below me, and a strong battalion of light infantry being at Princeton above me, I thought it most prudent to return the same evening with the prisoners and artillery we had taken. We found no stores of any consequence in the town. In justice to the officers and men, I must add that their behavior upon this occasion reflects the highest honor upon them. The difficulty of passing the river in a very severe night and their march through a violent storm of snow and hail did not in the least abate their adieu. But when they came to the charge, each seemed to vie with the other in pressing forward, and if I were to give preference to any particular corps, I should do great injustice to the others. Colonel Baylor, my first aide-de-camp, will have the honor of delivering this to you, and from him you may be acquainted with many other particulars. His spirited behavior upon every occasion requires me to recommend him to your particular notice. I have the honor to be, with great respect to you, sir, your most obedient servant, General George Washington. End of very important readings. Well, America, that is uh, more or less exactly how it happened, according to the general. I myself was in there with James Madison and James Monroe, you know, lobbing off heads and dicks. It was a ton of fun, and you can go listen to that episode in episode 506, The Crossing of the Delaware, in America, the podcast presents The American Revolution. This has been Very Important Readings. Riveting stuff as per the usual. Well, America, this is a fantastic wine. Thank you for serving us, Daniel. Pleasure. Indeed. Uh, do you know how much longer Johnny will be? Moment. Very good. Um, so, Timothy, uh, how's your foot? I mean, it's better since you gave me the Illuminati cure-all shot, which is not available to the public. Why? Well, that's a long story. It started back in 1920. Papa John! 
Elias, what's up, man? How are you doing? Welcome to Peace Tank. Thank you for having us, Johnny. It has been a while. How are you doing? Doing, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, the club's doing well. Had to move underground for, uh, you know, uh, uh, tax purposes. Johnny, you know as well as I do that embodiments don't pay taxes, and I know that you're in trouble with the mob. What happened? Oh, you heard about that, huh? Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Uh, well, uh, all right, man. Um, I can trust you, right? Well, that depends, Johnny. Did you vote for me in this year's embodiment ceremony? What kind of question is that? Of course I did. You're my boy. How long we known each other? What, 80 years? 82, and you are my boy as well, Johnny. Which is why I brought you a gun. Something I assumed you forgot when you went into hiding. Oh, yeah, I knew I forgot something. Oh, thanks, man. Indeed. Now, tell me what happened with the Mafia. All right, all right, all right. Now, now don't judge me. I'm trying to run an honest business here now, but, um, uh, okay. I, well, for the past 20 years, in order to stay in Trump Plaza, they made me, uh, launder money for the mob. That is not surprising. I mean, normally you'd be right if it was just the Italian mob. I mean, everybody does that. But in 2015, Big Don came down and told me I had to start doing it for the Russians, then the Saudis, and before I know it, I'm running a million dollars through my business that belongs to a North Korean general and a hundred thousand that belongs to the Proud Boys. I mean, that still isn't that surprising to me, at least. Um, what did you do? Well, when I heard Trump Plaza was getting torn down, I told all the mobsters and foreign governments I was done laundering their money, and, uh... Well, then they put a hit out on my head, you know, uh, so I'm kind of scared. I know I can't die and all, but I don't want to get kidnapped and tortured. Not to worry, my friend. I will have a group of deep state marines put on you as a protective detail and have your club move to a more secret location. Club Peace Stink will now be the official club of the Illuminati. You can charge ten times as much, and you'll be fully protected. How does that sound? Aw, oh, shoot! That's awesome, man! Thanks! Anytime, my friend. We must be on our way as we have more places to go. Come, Timothy. See you later, Thabodias, and thanks again! Don't be a stranger! Indeed. Fare thee well, Johnny. That was really nice of you, man. I'm really glad you helped him out. Yes, well, it was the right thing to do, especially for my wallet. What do you mean? Well, I'm already heavily invested into Johnny's club as it is, so by raising the prices by ten times the amount, my return will also be ten times the amount. Always looking out for number one, aren't you? Indeed. All right, America, it's time to hit the road, or air, rather, because when the Deep State Marines arrive, we're going to take their helicopter all the way to Georgia. Don't forget to follow the show on iTunes by clicking the little plus button at the top or subscribe to the show on any of the other podcast apps. You can also follow the show on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram at America the Podcast, and on Twitter at America the Pod, and me personally at Bastard Comedy. And please remember to leave a five-star review in iTunes so we can surpass all of the other wonderful comedy and political podcasts. And history now, I guess. Well, not I guess, since we quite literally covered the American Revolution over the past year with America the Podcast presents the American Revolution, which you can go back and listen to anytime you want. I will be in your ears again next week, America. For now, good night and good fight. It's America, the podcast. This has been a production of Shway Media, all rights reserved. For more information, please visit shwaymedia.com. Thank you.